Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You show this evening. We have a very special guest with us. And um, Simone, I did not get a chance before we went live on the air to catch how to say your last name exactly. So I didn't want to destroy it. <laughs> and I didn't know how to ask. No, nobody ever gets it. That's okay. It's Millis's. Oh, yeah, I would have killed Simone that. Okay. Simone yeah, Millis's. Yeah, everybody does. Okay. Not one person's <laughs> ever got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, not without hearing it first. So, Millis's. All right. So, hello, Simone Millis's. Um, Simone, if you're listening, is the Worldwide Coordinator of Access Consciousness. And her website is, I'm just going to spell it, it's S-I-M-O-N-E. M-I-L-A-S-A-S dot com. And so this is the first time you and I are speaking. And so I get to learn all about you as well. One of the things I was going to talk to you about was that I have not, and I do this sometimes intentionally with guests. I did this with Dane too. Um, I didn't research you so that I can discover as we go. Is that okay? <laughs> I know it's kind of That's strange. That's absolutely okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I did it on purpose. And so I'm just letting everybody know. Um, it might get a little choppy out here, but we're going to get to know you like we're having a chat because I just, I totally don't know you. And I'm so thankful that you're here with us because um, it's, it, we have a lot to, to learn from you, especially um, what I've noticed is you have some cool books. Do you, do you want to talk about what you do first as a worldwide coordinator of access consciousness and then maybe talk about um, the books that you've written? Cause we've got, you know, you're the author of the joy of business. <laughs> That's a cool book. I am exactly. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I am the, um, I'm the author of access joy of business. It, Sorry, someone's crying. No, I know. It's, a, it's live radio, um, everybody. <laughs> that's I'm sometimes sorry. people call my house. Um, no, no. People last show was on somebody called the okay. house to talk to I the know. Guests. The doorbell just rang before, before you uh, before I had to call you, actually. That's what happened. So, no, so I've written a joy business, and I wrote the joy business because I have – I always thought that everybody had – you know, a joy business. It's like, it made sense to me that, you know, if you're doing something, it's like, you may as well love doing it. And I realized sooner, um, you know, soon after I had a conversation with Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, that not everybody actually enjoys what they do. Not everybody has a joy business. So, which was perplexing to me. So then a lot of people said to me, you know what you should do? You should do some classes on this. So I did. And then I ended up putting it into a book so it is called Joy of Business. It's translated into 14 languages, I think, at the moment. And we've got a couple more coming on board. And then, cool. and then I also wrote a book called Getting Out of Debt Joyfully because I was definitely one of those people who, you know, you would never be able to tell I was in debt, but, you know, had a great life. I would say yes to anything. And, and I was creating money. I was earning money, but I was spending way more than what I was earning. So when I finally... But isn't that you know, kind of fun? Sort of 
kidding. Yeah, it was. It was. Except the only thing was, though, Elizabeth, I, I yeah. really thought that, you know, someone's going to come along and change this for me, aren't they? And then when yeah. I finally realized that no one, there's not this magic fairy that walks in and goes, don't worry about it. You know, we'll sort it out. It's like, you have to sort it out. So when I realized that I needed to sort of take, you know, you know, care of my financial reality, it was like, then it's like, you know, then it started changing things. And I, and I looked at my finances and realized I was 187,000 Australian dollars in debt and went, okay, mm. so I need to change this. So, so I did change it and I wrote a book about it and it's helped thousands of people. I've been doing um, last three years, these year long courses that uh, people from all over the world have been coming on to. And it's quite, it's very thrilling to see how many people have actually changed their financial reality. So, so that's the yeah. second book I wrote. And then the third book I wrote uh, is called Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? And that was actually with Brennan Watt, who was my partner for eight years. And just as the book was launching, which we didn't, you know, was, didn't plan to do it, but just as the book was launching, we actually broke up the relationship, which was pretty interesting with all the PR, et cetera. So, but it worked in our favor. <laughs> so it's good. And that was about a year ago. So we're happy. It's all good. Book's going well. It's, you know, a lot of good tools in it. Yeah. So, yeah. You got to co-parent the book. Books. Yeah. Co-parent the book. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually written from a man's perspective and a woman's perspective, which, um, you know, the feedback we've got is, is that works really well as well, as well. So not assuming that, you know, how a male thinks or assuming that, you know, how a female thinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you there. Um, I'm, I'm just going to leave that one alone. <laughs> the, um, so with getting, <laughs> with getting out of debt joyfully, what's the, what's the premise of that book? Like how is there, are there a couple pearls of wisdom you want to share with us? Yeah. And it's like, well, so one of the first things that I looked at for myself and I, you know, I asked the readers and everything to look at too, is what is your financial reality? Cause so many of us grow up with, points of view around money, but they're not even ours. Like as an example, you know, growing up in my family, it's like at the dinner table, we were told you weren't meant to talk about money. It's like, it's rude to talk about money, et cetera. Whereas that's not how I would look at it. It's like, if, you know, I had a stepchild for quite a few years and it's like, if he asked a question about money, I gave him the answer. Like not to hide from it. Like it was something that was almost considered taboo. And so you never really were educated about money. And a lot of the times you have a point of view that something is too expensive. Is it actually your point of view or is it somebody else's? Like, you know, it just takes like we're at your family growing up for mm-hmm. them to say, oh, you know, this house is, is in the expensive zone or this, this car is too much. And then so you start to buy that point of view. But what if you actually started to get really clear on what it is? that is your point of view around money. So one of the questions I would start with is asking, you know, if I was choosing my financial reality, what would I choose? Like what works for you? Because so many times this reality and this society will project at you of what you should and shouldn't do with what if you could make your own rules? So that's one thing that I would do. And a lot of the times people are really quick to ask for more money to show up. Like they'll, you know, be, you know, saying, I wish I had more money, you know, And then at the end of the day, it's like, how many times have you uninvited money? Because all it takes is you going to, you know, walking past the shop and seeing something and going, oh, I can't afford that. Well, you've just uninvited money. And I'm not saying you have to go out and buy everything, but what if you ask questions? And if you live in the question, 
it's like so many diff- more different things can show up because you could, you could look at something and say, oh, you know what, in this moment, I didn't have the money to pay for that. And what would it take for me to create the money? Like what action would I need to take to create the money for that to change? Because we create our own realities. So if you're aware that you create your own reality and everything you've created up until today was your choice, and then now what would you like to choose? Hmm. That's true. Do you, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite of the books? Like if, uh, well, that's, yeah, you know what? I asked that mm. question to somebody last night on the radio and you know what? It's not a fair question because, you know, um, <laughs> I'm an author of three books too. And it's like, yeah, tell me which one's your favorite. Okay. So I'm going to stop asking that question. I think I need to ask that question a different way. How about this? If someone going were new to your whole world, which one would you like them to start reading first? How's that? It's and so you can tell me what if you have a favorite what, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on what they're interested in. I mean, there's so many people I meet that are, you know, hung up on sex and relationships. So, and and because we do seminars all around the world, so and a lot of people, you know sort of it, it twists them a little bit their reality because they're trying to get it right with sex and relationships so with that one if, if there's someone like that then that's what I would recommend and then there's so many people who are actually yeah so I don't know that's a really hard question because I'm going to say all of them because if you're interested in business like I yeah one of the things that I notice is I meet so many people who are who love business and interested in it and they almost don't want to admit it like they almost want to start <laughs> buying into that, you know, reality of like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be excited that it's Friday and it's the weekend. Whereas every job I have, I, I would be like, yay, it's Monday. It's what can we create this week? You know, like one of my friends said to me, you make me sick with how much job satisfaction you get. And I was like, really? Like over the years of every single job I had. So I think really empowering people to get that if, if they like what they do, and they like their job, then Joy of Business is going to give you a really different perspective on how to be in business, like with staff, you know, with hiring, it's like um, mm-hmm. with clients and how to expand your business, etc. And even if you have an idea, you don't even need to have a business to get a lot out of that book because there's a lot of people who, you know, they have this generative energy. This, like, and when, you know, like that time when you're walking and, you know, or you're in the shower or something and you come out and you go, oh, I've just had this idea. And it's like this generative energy. <laughs> when I sleep, so I hate it. People, it makes me up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, but it's sweet. <laughs> I keep a journal by in the morning. Exactly. Yeah, 3am in the morning. It's like, what great ideas do you have that you can institute, you know, tomorrow or next week or in five years' time? And I see people go to judgment of themselves. <laughs> for not instituting it and what if there was what if there was no judgment and that's one of the main key things I would say to Elizabeth is with the three books if what if you didn't judge yourself in any of these areas money you know business sex relationships what if you had way more choice than what you've given yourself yeah no limiting beliefs that's that's a good one the um you know it was interesting you said something about you know the are you are you excited for Monday or are you dreading Monday and you know I think that's a pretty good clue as to whether you're happy with your job or not. If Monday and Friday are rolling around and you're having, you know, profound thoughts one way or the other, like, oh, my God, it's Friday or uh, Monday. I think that's, you know, you're talking to yourself there, and that deserves some attention, don't you? I do. And, you know, what? I have a tool for that, and it's a question. And the question I would ask is, that you ask yourself when those like thoughts, feelings, and emotions come in is ask, who does this belong to? 
because so many times it's not even yours anyway. I mean, if yeah, you look at, you know, quite, yeah, like quite often on a Saturday night, it's like I'll be like, ah, oh, you know what, I want to go and have a drink or I want to go out or something. And I'm like, hang on, is that even mine? Or is it everybody else on a Saturday night looking to go out? You know, same thing. It's like there was one day I was in uh, Melbourne, Australia, and I was doing a seminar. And I was in the shower in the morning and I was thinking, God, I just so don't want to go to work and I don't want to get on the train. And literally that was the two things that came into my mind. And I went, hang on a second, I'm not going to work and I'm not even getting on a train. And I realized I was picking up so many other people's thoughts, feelings and emotions and trying to make them mine. And we do that all the time. So again, it's sort of like that question of going, okay, so who does this belong to? And if it lightens up, it's not yours. And what is your point of view? What, what if you could, what if these three books and everything that I'm talking about, you could start to discover what your point of view actually is? It's true. You know, I have a sign that hangs on my refrigerator that's been there since like the dawn of time. And uh, we have four boys and uh, they've been pretty much raised with it. They're 18, 20, 22 and 24 now. And it says, um, right. be careful, be careful when you follow the masses for sometimes the M is silent. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and there's so much available for you to choose from. And we keep trying to choose what somebody else has chosen because we think they have it right. It's like, what if, you know, it wasn't about yep. trying to get it right? What if it was actually about the adventure of living? Hmm. Absolutely. And doing what you, you know, what you, I think a lot of people too sometimes um, do what they think that other people want them to do, if that makes sense at all. Like you're, you're. Yeah, it does. I mean, I know I did that with my mother for years and years and years growing up. It's like I would try and figure out what she wanted me to do so that I could see if I could make her happy. And then, you know, many years later, I discovered that she was actually happy being unhappy. That's her choice. Doesn't have to be yeah. mine, but I was seriously. It's like she's my father was amazing. He was a beautiful, kind, generous man. Passed away a few years ago, and my mother is still alive, and she loves being unhappy. Loves being unhappy. So, but I was always trying to please her, and you never could. It's like so. I mean, how many of us try and choose something to please the other person? It's like, what if you started actually seeing you as a valuable product? Same thing in relationship. People see the other person as a valuable product. What about you? What if you are as well? And then yes. two people can come together to create something great. And it's like, for you know, one of the things that Brendan and I talk about in the relationship, Are You Sure You Want One book, is that if you're going to choose to be in a relationship, you know, it should be creating at least 20 times more to be with someone than what you would alone. Like it should be something that contributes and adds to your life. Not something that is, you know, you don't want to be coming home going, oh, no, it's like they're home. <laughs> it doesn't have to <laughs> yeah. be a necessity. It should okay. be a choice. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, talk about that book for a minute. So you, you're in a relationship and then you put out a book about a relationship, but the relationship doesn't work so great. Um, I get it. So how do, you, how do you now, what's the maneuver there to actually publicize the book properly? And did... Did you add on some chapters about, you know, I used the phrase earlier, like co-parenting the book, getting along after a breakup. You know, did you guys learn from that and learn more to yeah, talk about? Yeah, we did. I mean, 
Well, the funny thing is, Brendan's actually in Australia at the moment. I'm in Australia, and he's in Australia at the moment, and he's staying uh, this week at the house that we own together. So we actually have a great friendship. And it wasn't Good. that the relationship ended up being bad. It was just sort of maintaining itself. It wasn't as exciting as what it was. So, And our lives have changed so much. So we sort of both looked at it and went, all right, I'm not so sure that this is where we want to head. Like we travel a lot. I travel 10 months of the year and it sort of, it just got to the stage where it was like, okay, have we done what we were meant to do, you know, together? So, and what we are doing is we're currently working on a second book, which will probably be about a year to come out, but it's, we, we nicknamed it at the moment. It might not be the name nicknamed it. Breaking up is easy ish. Cause there's a lot of people who have watched <laughs> us breaking up and gone, wow, how have you done this? And it hasn't been, you know, Everything hasn't been the easiest, but the one thing that we have done with each other is both, you know, when something's up is sit down and go, okay, can we, can we have a look at this? Like, this is making me really uncomfortable or, or, you know, we need to choose something over here or to not avoid anything. So, so we are putting another, a second book together based on breaking up. And, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we, we had a great, I mean, we never even had a uh, fight. I never even thought, you know, why would, why do you have to fight in a relationship? So we we never even fought, but it did really just get to that stage where it wasn't like a relationship. It was more like, you know, maintaining something. So, and we're both having a great time now too, a year out of the relationship. So we're both very happy. So, and I see people, you know, talk about having a great relationship and they say they've been together for, you know, 42 years or something. And it's like, that doesn't necessarily make a great relationship. You can have a great relationship that lasts a year and you can have one that lasts 50 years. But what if every single day you woke up and your relationship was a choice? And like I said before, not a necessity. And people, you know, do that thing of getting married and having kids and then going, well, we must stay together. And I know that there's a, you know, a lot of people that, you know, when you get married, you're meant to stay married, which I get that. And marriage has changed so much over the hundreds of years. Yeah. I mean, if you look at marriage, it was originally created for to create wealth. You know, that's why you got married. <laughs> so yeah. it's changed its point of view over the years. And what I would like is for everybody in the world to know that they have choice with everything, whether it's business, whether it's money, whether it's relationships, sex, you know, whatever that is. So that's what that's the reason why I write these books and work with Access Consciousness is so that you know, maybe people out there can get the tools to empower themselves to know that they know and they don't have to go to the wrongness of them, they don't have to be in judgment, that there's a different choice available. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I like your website for that it explains that a little bit more too. So make sure if you're listening and you want more after we leave the show, yes, the show's available on replays and all that good stuff too, but this is a, you've got a really good website here that's very clean and easy to navigate with your books, with your events, with your um, podcasts and so forth, and a pretty nice way to get a hold of you too uh, if if people want to reach you and so forth. So it's it's really simple to navigate and it tells all about you and kind of some of the things that you're thinking as well um do you have you thank you now this is yeah you're welcome but um it's very nice um have and this is a past one too if you don't want to answer this you don't have to for sure you know it's a choice right um have you ever been married and do you have children (laughs) no I've never been married and uh I have a stepchild from Brendan so 
uh, Brendan's child, um, Nash, he's a, a boy. I met him when he was five. So uh-huh. I pretty much lived with him from five till 14. So I got the early teenage years as well. <laughs> so, but no, I never actually desired to get married. And it was interesting too, Elizabeth, like at school, you know, people would talk about wanting to leave school and get married, et cetera. And all I ever wanted to do, like literally was travel the world and have my own business. And people used to say to me, well, what do you want to do with the business? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I just want to own my own business because to me it felt so creative and, mm-hmm. and I never desired to get married. I, to me personally, and it's just my point of view, was I could never understand how someone could look at somebody else and say, I want to be with you for the next 50 years because I was like, I don't even know what I want to be doing in 50 years' time, let alone. <laughs> and I get that you know, there's a lot of great marriages out there and relationships where people create themselves together like that, and that's awesome. And I... Did I, what I did was the I'm not doing relationships, which I did it from, you know, a conclusion and not from allowing anything else in because I couldn't see a good one around me. So my point of view was always like, why do I want to do a relationship? I can't see a good one around me. I'm okay on my own. And then Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, asked me a bunch of questions one day. And I realized that what I was creating was like this, you know, no choice universe. And I wasn't allowing myself to have that in my life. So when I realized that and changed my point of view, I literally met in like a week later. So, cause I'd had like these little relationships here and there, but nothing of significance. You know, I was like, mm, I'm done. Thank you so much. I've had a good time. Bye-bye. <laughs> and right. then when I met Brendan, it was the first time I actually, you know, I, I'm going to say allowed someone into my life who was kind, caring and nurturing as well. Cause I was very, very good at inviting you know, relationships in where they were judgmental of me and my body, you know, or something like that, because then I could hold that relationship at a distance. And I see a lot of people do that too. It's like they'll invite someone in that doesn't totally value them. So you don't have to totally value you. And that's another thing that I would love to see people, you know, be able to change in the world too. Well, yeah, you know, it's a, so I have totally different, um, I wouldn't say take on it or anything like that, but just totally different experience with mm-hmm. all, all of it. So I've been married twice. Once when uh, yep. my so I'm 50 right now. So once uh, when I was about 20 or so for about eight years, I have two children yeah. from that marriage and then um, been married 21 years um, since and have two children from that marriage. So I have, I have four boys, like I was saying before, they're 18, 20, 22 and yep. 24. And um, so it's, it's interesting. And my parents were, my father passed away last October, not, not a month ago, but last year. And my parents were married 45 some odd years and so forth. So different, you know, it's, it's always interesting to me to hear what people talk about, but I, I agree so much with you in the choice realm and what works for you. I think what you're saying is so key because what works for me might not work for you and what works for you might not work for the person next door to you or, whatever. And it's really important to, so like, I don't cast my values or my experiences on anybody. I'm like, Oh my gosh. In fact, like more people around me are getting divorced every day. And I'm like, okay, you know, kind of thing. And um, so, you know, it's, it just is, it is what it is for whoever it's for. And I think, I think your point is, is nice like that. So um, yeah, no, that's, I, I, yeah. That's, that's really what I want to get out there is that it's it's your choice. I mean, 
there's you know there's so many people I see that would rather be in a bad relationship than uh, no relationship and to me it's like well you know where are you in the computation of that if if you are in a bad relationship and there's a lot of them out there and I mean you know it could be uh, you know physically abusive emotionally abusive like a lot of gaslighting you know energy and it's like what are you choosing it for like what if you decided you need a relationship for I a great relationship I think is awesome it's like if you've got that then brilliant well done yeah and it's like and if you don't then what else is possible for you I mean you know you so you got divorced it's like so you looked at that and went okay this isn't working yep. and now you've invited something else into your life that does work and that's what yep. I would like people to be able to have is that place that they can change so you don't sit in one relationship because you got married and you go, well, I, I have to be in this because I, you know, I promise. It's like, if it's not working, then create something that does work. Uh, yeah, yeah and, the, and the other thing, too, if it's not working, like, um, you know, hey, you know, again, this is very generalistic, but I, I like what I'm hearing when you're saying, you know, and, and we get along and we're, we're respectful of each other or whatever it is, especially when there's kids involved, you know. Um, exactly, yeah. There's so much... Like, um, like when I was, um, young, I, so I'm the, <laughs> ready for this? Okay. You're still in the young. middle of all, <laughs> no, I was in the middle of a whole lot of kids. So like 11 kids, I'm the middle kid of 11 kids. And those 11 wow. kids, uh, yeah, are the product of his marriage, her marriage, their marriage, they're this, they're that, you know, and everything. And so, um, as a result, I have a lot of half siblings and no whole siblings, just me personally. I know TMI here, but my point is when all, everybody got divorced in that generation, they were all feuding. It was like a war going on, you know, like War of the Roses kind of thing. And yeah. um, not, not, not too bad with mine because uh, I had a different set of circumstances, but my dad's girls, the four older sisters, they had that was a really turbulent divorce to take those kids through. That was a bad one. But the thing is, what I get, Elizabeth, is this is my take on that: is that there's they were in so much like that generation were in so much judgment of when they did get a divorce that they had to make it this trauma and drama. Whereas what is Maybe, like yeah. now, you know, you go, hey, is this working? And you go, mm, I'm not so sure it is. Okay, so can we change something in the relationship? Yeah. Do we want to change something in the relationship? Or, you know, have we done what we were meant to do to each other? And is it time for us to, you know, call it quits? It's like, let's get a bottle of champagne and celebrate and be grateful, you know. And it's a different time. Because my dad, I know, he got, um, he was a devout Catholic too. So, and he did get a divorce, which sort of crushed him a little bit that he got a divorce. Like, I know he judged himself for a very long time. So he was very, he was definitely not going to, get a divorce with my mom because I don't think he could have handled that judgment of himself, you know, that much, right. but it, it sort of had to have that turbulence to it and that, that drama yeah. to it because of being a devout Catholic and, and what that yeah. was in his world and in that generation. So it's like now yeah. I get, you know, we have a different choice. I mean, there's so many people who live together too and they don't, you know, I mean, I lived with Brendan for eight years. We've got, yeah, we have more things together than most married people. Like we've got, you know, real estate, share trading accounts. It's like, you know, we created wealth <laughs> together too. 
And, right. and we're still creating together. So it's like, what if there's a different possibility available beyond what is projected at you that you should be doing sort of thing is what I'm and that could be with everything. That could be the, yeah, that could be the way that relationship's supposed to be. And, you know, a lot of the times what's, what's kind of beautiful about that is you guys sound like pretty darn good best friends. And that's, that to me is like, again, my, my words coming out in my opinion, but that's like half the battle. For real. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's friend that thing. Of the now. <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 He's sitting and, you know, in the veranda right now. <laughs> oh, I thought he can join. He can call in. Um, but the, the, he, he was supposed to be on the, I think he's the guy that was supposed to be on the show the other day and he had some things going on or I had some things going on. I can't remember, but we, um, we ended up having to, we're having to reschedule him on to best of you, I think. Ah. I think I think ah. that's right. Yeah. I keep wanting to call him Brandon right. and Brendan. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yes. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, you know, the other thing, one of the things I always think too is, you know, so like my husband and I right now, we're 50 and 60. Back that up a right. whole lot of years. And that's a whole lot of change. Um, a, you know, yeah. aging, thoughts, you know, career you know, location, kids growing, you know, there's a million different things. And so I, I kind of uh, like people say, well, how do you stay married 22 years or whatever it is? And I think the ability to maneuver through things together is a really yeah. cool gift. If you can find somebody to maneuver through things with and kind of like when something happens, step back and go, okay, yeah. that just happened. What do we do? And yeah. I think that the problem solving part can feel you wanting to chime in, go for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just going to, yeah. one of the things that we talk about in our book, and it's like there's, you know, three aspects to create a great conscious relationship too, is is one, they're good in bed, because that's what you want. <laughs> and number two <laughs> is that they actually contribute financially, like, and that doesn't have to be mean both of you have a job, like at one stage, you know, I was the one earning the most money, but yet we did a whole lot of renovations on our house, and Brendan, you know, managed that whole deal and created all of that. So that was also contributing financially. But the third piece here, which sort of goes in with what you were saying too, is let the other person do whatever it is they want. And I see so many people try and limit the other person. Like if, I mean, even as an example, this is a really small example, but the relationship that Brendan had prior to me, he loved surfing, right? And his ex would always hate it when he went out surfing because she wasn't there. It's not something that she did, and, you know, and she would be like, oh, you're always out surfing and complaining, et cetera, whereas I was like, go surfing. Oh, my God, you are so happy when you come back and your body is just, you know, vibrating from being out there in the ocean. Why would you not let your partner, you know, go out there and do something like that? And I see so many people try and limit their partners by going, well, I don't like that, so you shouldn't do that. And it's like, no, let them do whatever they, whatever they want. Like at yeah. one stage, you know, because I travel so much too, I spoke to Brendan and I said, hey, I think I want to go and live in Europe for a little while, like, you know, six months or so. And he was like, okay. And it didn't mean that we were breaking up. It just meant, I think I want to go base myself in Europe. And he looked at me and he laughed. He goes, are you still going to contribute to the mortgage? <laughs> I was like, of course. <laughs> so, and I, and I yeah. actually didn't end up doing <laughs> it. But the fact that we could have the conversation and it didn't have to be about, you know, all of us, you know, moving everything up and, and doing that, it was just a choice. And that's what it should be. If you allow your yeah. partner to do whatever it is that they desire. 
Well, yeah, and and maneuver through time because you know I I promise you nothing's staying the same. That's for sure. It's a constant maneuver Mm-mm. through time, time and energy and stuff. I mean, can you really imagine it if you were like, okay, neither one of us is going anywhere unless <laughs> you and we're, so we're not going to do anything that interests us, and you're not going to do any. We're not going to do anything that interests us without the other person. I can't even picture it. Yeah, without the other person's approval. And it's like, you know, then, <laughs> I mean, we do that yeah, growing no. up. You look for your parents' approval. Yeah. And it then is, you look for right, your relationship's yeah. approval. And it's like, yeah. So, yeah. Some people, though, they yeah. really do abuse that, that, that lead, you know, the, 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 they, you know, you give an inch and somebody takes about 10 miles, you know, and so that, that there's a give and a take there too, you know, like if you're super inconsiderate of the other person, that's a different well, thing. Don't you think? Yeah, it is a different thing. Absolutely. Look, I mean, when I say let the other person do whatever you want, I don't mean it's not, you know, you're not a doormat. Not a doormat. It's not about abuse. <laughs> yeah. It's not about somebody walking all over you. It's like, right. you know, I mean, one of, the other, one of the other things that we actually talk about in the book is the five elements of intimacy, which is the place where you have gratitude, honor, trust allowance and vulnerability and it's like you know if you have those five elements of intimacy with you then you can have that with somebody else like I don't know say your partner goes out for a drink after work and it's like and he rings and he's having a great time he's like I'm going to stay out later it's like it's not against you it's not personal he's out there you know having a drink socializing and if you have those five elements of intimacy then you trust he's going to always choose something that's honoring of him which is also honoring of you. Do you know what I mean? It's like I do, I do definitely know that feeling. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's like, oh, you're gonna go out for a drink, and three days later, you know, or whatever. I guess you know, you're like, where'd you go? And so, and that hasn't well, happened to me, but I'm, I'm exaggerating. But you know, yeah. What I mean? <laughs> I mean, there's something, you know, when people choose against someone, it's not about someone choosing against you. It's like it's choosing for them. And that's a, that is a fine line. And I think, you know, when I'm talking about this too, and I'm sure your listeners and people read the book too, you know when it's honoring and you know when it's not. You know when something is, is honoring of the relationship as a whole and when you're choosing something against it. And this is not about getting away with choosing something against it. It's, it's actually being truly vulnerable with, with everything that you desire and what's going on and, and, you know, what, what can you choose, but not based on rules and regulations. So, you know, different reality. What's your fake, uh, what's your take on the fix it uh, crew? You know, are you thinking you can fix other people with, with all their stuff they come to the party with? Uh, I, well, I gotta say, I think it's mostly women who have that point of view that they're going to, you know, they find this broken man and they're going to fix them. And I've seen a lot of men do that too. And, uh, I think you change and you evolve, you know, each day as life goes on. And if you change and evolve with someone and someone around you that is really supportive of what, you know, what you're being and changing, then that's great. But I, if you go into a relationship thinking, oh, I can change this man or I can change this woman or I can fix them, then you're pretty much on that road to destruction because you should go into a relationship being okay with wherever they, that other person is choosing to be at at that moment, like whatever yeah. it is that they, they are. Yeah. Yeah. And and does does that include? I, I I always use this word. I've talked to you enough that you know I'm going to use this word, but I call them boogers, all their boogers and all, you know, everything, and that's flaws. Right. Yeah, but, it know, does absolutely. 
Yeah. I mean, even <laughs> let's use a really basic example here. It's like, you know, most women try and get the man to put the toilet seat down, right? But a man doesn't try and yeah. get the woman to put the toilet seat up. And it's like, no. well, what if you were just in allowance of whatever they choose? And one of the things I do, if I ever went to the bathroom in your house, if the toilet seat is down, I leave it down. If the toilet seat is up, I leave it up. I leave it as right. it, I found it. <laughs> so I'm looking for that like, toilet you know, seat many... that just stays midway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have one that's compromising uh, toilet it's, seat. Um, yeah, mine's electronic or whatever. So if you start to just shut it, it shuts the whole way down. So, you know, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> be funny. Yeah. But what if it doesn't go down or up? It just goes. Yeah, but I mean, you try and, you know, exactly. You you start, you live with someone and then, okay. you know, maybe they're messy or something like that. It's like, you think they're going to change that? You're delusional. No. It's right. like, you've got to be okay with what they're like at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if you includes- like a really clean house, then clean it or hire someone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. So, and I think that includes substance abuse too. You know, that is a... I I have seen a lot of people marry people, date people, whatever, with clear substance abuse issues, from alcoholism to whatever it is, and that's mm-hmm. a that's a tough road to just be like, yeah, I'm gonna fix you, I'm gonna make you clean, and all. Oh yeah, it's got to <laughs> right? be your choice. And can I say, Elizabeth, I um years and years ago, I actually I I took a lot of drugs. Like I was definitely on that road to destruction before I made access consciousness right. and. I've had a colorful life. I don't really have a place that I can judge anyone is, is how I would put it. And a lot of oh, people yeah. tried to tell me that I should stop. And that was one of the worst things that you could do. Because if you told me that I should stop, all I wanted to do <laughs> was do it more. It has to be their choice. And, and I, gave up, um, I gave up drugs when I chose to. And that's, that's how it works. Like if you try and mm-hmm. get someone to give something up, it's like usually they'll try and do it more. It's like that's that's how we tend to function. So yeah, you have got to be an allowance. It's like warts and all, like you say, boogers and all. It's like that's boogers and all. Yeah, yeah. Is that a puppy dog in the background? Yeah. Is that a puppy dog in the background? No. Oh, okay. No, it might Some... be a bird. A bird or yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh my god, <laughs> we like, have so it's many it's native birds and... here. Yeah. Is that what it is? That's cool sounding. <laughs> yeah, that's a bird sound. I love it. Um, okay, well, it, well, what a fun conversation. Um, I'm I'm hoping we gave people a lot to think about. Um, you know, we've got like five minutes left. Do you want to talk about something other than relationships? That kind of went off into that d- direction. So kind of lovely. I, I love show, well, I love shows that actually, you know, you can go to the gym, put your headset on or your earphones in or whatever, earbuds in and, you know, learn something. You know, and, and connect. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that way. Or, oh, man, you guys are way off on that one and write a note or whatever. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's at least some things to think about here and some books to buy. And um, hang on, let me go to your website because I want to look and um, let's talk events. Do you want to do that? And the podcast, too. Talk, tell me about your podcast. What? Um, oh, shoot, I just clicked on it. That might load. Okay, don't play podcast on my podcast. <laughs> um, <how> about events. <laughs> so. Okay, so the, the podcast I have is called The Art and Industry of Business and Living, and you can find everything on my website, which is com, and it's M-I-L-A-S-A-S.com. Uh, you can find everything on there. 
I do lots of, uh, you know, different seminars all around the world, but I do a lot of telecalls too. So you can, obviously you can jump on a telecall, you know, from anywhere in the world. I've actually got mm-hmm. one on the 23rd of December that's called Get Happy and Stay There because I figure, you know what, that's a time of year that most people are trying to have the best days of their lives. It's like there's so right. much pressure with Christmas and families. So I'm doing one on the 23rd of December, Australia time. So it's 22nd in the US called Get Happy and Stay There, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. But my podcast, um, The Art and Industry of Business and Living, it's, you know, it started off very much as me talking about a lot of different aspects of business and, and to do with money too. And it's grown into so many different uh, different areas and I have lots of different people on and talk about many different things, but it's basically about trying to empower, empowering you so that you have choice. And what do you want to create with your life? Because you know what? This is not a test run. It's not a dry run. This is your life. So what do you want to create? What if this was, could be the biggest adventure? Like who wants to turn 80 or 90 and go, oh, I wish I'd done that. What if you had none of that? What if you actually chose everything that you desire? Because that is actually possible. You don't have to have a limitation to stop you because the only thing that limits you is you. Yes. And you and thinking and so forth. Can we, I'm going to expand on that for a minute because I do really encounter a lot of people who feel completely stuck. And that is one of the things I do with best ever you is um, really help people also, you know, maneuver through the thinking, changing thinking um, from yeah. Really limiting beliefs and stuck on that hamster wheel into like, okay, so we can make some changes here. The percolate, percolate's got the nine steps of change here. Let's kind of, you know, follow this lightly and see if we can implement some change in your life. And a lot of that is thinking. Um, a lot of it is health related. Um, like I, I will help people lose um, sometimes as much as 150 to 180 pounds. Um, you know, things like that, where people are in I can't mode, or they feel stuck. Do you want to take that and go a little bit more with yeah. that? Yeah, well, part of I it, mean, for sure. You know, I was even, I was, yeah, I was even just talking to someone yesterday, and they'd had all these things go on in their day. And they were like, I'm in a bad mood, you know, and I was like, okay, I was like, do you get that that mood is just a choice? And I saw that he posted something on Instagram later going, apparently happiness is just a choice, but sometimes it's really hard to choose it. <laughs> and I was like, I cracked <laughs> up. So it was like that, the fact that he even started to look at it though. And, and, and one of the things I would look at, like if, if you are in a bad mood or, you know, you feel stuck, um, you're angry, it's like indulge in it. Like if you're going to do anger, be angry. And it's like, you know, be angry for 10 minutes or whatever, but then change it. It's like you get to change it. And it's like what reason and justification are you currently using to create the stuckness that you are choosing? Because yeah. you create it and you can change it. And I know a lot of people want to blame someone or something else, but if there was no one else to blame except for yourself, it's like then what else is available? Like even asking that question, what possibilities are available for you today that you have not yet asked for? Hmm. And then start to see what shows up. Yeah, it's a different. Sometimes you really have to program your brain a little bit differently to think a different way. I, I love to yes, root people do. in gratitude. Yeah, for sure. Root people in gratitude and um, show the path to self love and self worth and you know some of those things to just sort of. Um, I, I call our I call a lot of a lot of us walking around sort of like walking wounded. 
I, I really feel so strongly that a lot of us are walking around with various wounds and um, we hide them. And it's, 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 yep. we're, you know, we're afraid to be vulnerable or we're very judgy of other people not realizing why they might not have a smile on their face or might, what might be wrong. And we're going to go into record mode, by the way, and just not really fully taking that pause to apply compassion to like every single person we encounter to allow for the wound that they may have that they're walking around with that isn't healed up. There's a lot of people like that. I know when my dad died, I walked, I mean, I still am, you say the wrong thing to me and I'll, I'll shed a few tears for sure. And the past year has been brutal with grief from yeah. my dad dying. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. It takes time. You, yeah. You have, I, you know, and, yeah. Oh, sometimes I'm hiding it. I'm like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And, um, and it kind of all wraps together. Yeah. Yeah. And it shouldn't be something that you hide though. That's the thing. I mean, you know, my, when my dad died, it's like, I still every now and then go, God, I wish I could just sit outside and have a cup of tea with him and, yeah. and shoot the breeze. Cause he was such an interesting man and he cared so much about me, you know? And it's like, being grateful for, I mean, he was in his early nineties when he died. It's like, you know, being right. grateful for the life that he has, but, but you also don't have to hide it. It's like, what if you didn't have to hide right. anything? And what if you weren't wrong for any of those, you know, things that are going on for you? And the other thing that I would want to add to though, Elizabeth, is a lot of the times people take on the, those thoughts, feelings and emotions of other people. Like, and it's mm-hmm. not yours. Like, it's like, how much are you taking on? You know, you, you may be a right. healer, and you take on other people's stuff. So is it actually yours or are you trying to heal, you know, heal the world? You know, you get those people out there who are just like, you know, like the nurse <laughs> yeah. Nancy fix it of the, you know, of the world. So, yeah. Yeah, no, we're, we got brutal raw honesty going on over here. All, all grief revealed, all everything. But we do yeah. chime in with, with happy sayings on Twitter and so forth like that to remind humanity to be <laughs> kind to all you encounter. Graceful, elegant, and compassion applied. Um, But anyway, yeah, so we're in record mode, but I want to be really respectful of your time and just um, probably probably go and have you back on. And I know you write for the website, too. So I love your articles there. And I hope you write more. And I hope we can do more because it's been really fun to talk with you. And I hope you come back on the show. Yeah, thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, um, so, and you look forward to having Brendan on there when you do. <laughs> yeah, we got to get him rescheduled. And, um, yeah, we will. Yeah. And we'll talk all about the book from his point of view. <laughs> you can call in. and. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank all right. you so much. Thank you also. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You show. And, you know, like I always say, we're completely grassroots here. We do not throw advertising dollars at the show at all whatsoever. However, it does have almost 3 million downloads, and we love that because when you guys um, are here and listening or even catch us in download mode on, like, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever podcasts are because this airs live and then tapes live and then syndicates out into the universe. So if um, one of the things that I also absolutely love is when we have guests on, like Simone, you guys embrace our guests. You buy our books. You go to our website and all that good stuff because, again, we're not throwing any advertising dollars at this. And our guests are always very important to us, and they appreciate all of your engagement and including them in your world. 
and chatting about them to your friends and so forth. So with that said, thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. And um, we've got two more shows this week. I know it's unusual, but bear with me. The times are different as well. Tomorrow at 1.30 Eastern Time, we are going to have at Claire on. That's Twitter's at Claire. Claire Diaz Ortiz is coming on this radio show tomorrow for half an hour. Um, that's at Claire on Twitter. And that's a that's going to be a great conversation about social media and her life and so forth. And then on Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving at uh, 10, I think it's 1030 in the morning Eastern time, we have our annual Good Morning Gratitude show. And we invite everyone to call into that show. The call-in is 646-787-8537. You can press 1 to speak with us and share what you're grateful for. And uh, we would love to have you on that show as well. So thank you all for listening. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.